Coping with anxiety can feel like an uphill battle, and it can take time to figure out what methods ease your anxiety and make it more manageable. But there are definitely things you shouldn't be doing if you have anxiety, and we're gonna talk about that today. Here's my list of things that can actually make your anxiety worse, why you should avoid them, and what to do instead. Are you just so tired of feeling broken? Do you wanna take a deep breath and know that everything's going to be okay? That even when you slip, you have something to fall back on? Listen, I see you. Welcome to the Broken to Bless podcast. Here you'll find answers as we shine a light on some of the deepest inner struggles and spiritual battles we face today. My mission is to help you build a strong foundation of faith, kick old mindset habits to the curb, and refocus on what really matters. Hi there, I'm Randy, a wife, a mom, and saved by grace. I've struggled with depression, anxiety, and addiction issues since forever. But after surrendering to God in 2020, my life did a 180. He gave me a new heart, a new purpose, and a new life. It didn't matter that I was broken, because I'm made whole with Him, and you can be too. It's never too late for us to be redeemed. God has a good plan for each of us and a path for restoration. So if you're ready to live by faith, find peace, be present, and trust where your life is going, then listen up. It's time to let go of who you think you are and step into who God created you to be. Let's do this. Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm glad you're here for another episode of Broken to Blessed. You know, last time on this podcast, we talked about anxiety coping skills. I hope you listened to that episode. If you haven't, go back. It's episode eight. But honestly, if you're not avoiding some of the things that I mention on this list today, it's going to make those coping skills less effective, in my humble opinion. And when I say avoid things, I want to clarify. I mean avoid things, not real life. I never want to encourage you to avoid avoid real life because when you have anxiety, that's kind of, sometimes I feel like that's our default. We start to avoid living. We start to pull away. And that's not the, that's not the message of today's episode. When I'm talking about avoiding things, I'm simply meaning um, things that can heighten our anxiety that are really not good for us. Okay, so let's get that clear. I'm not talking about avoiding real life. I also should make a disclaimer here that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a licensed medical professional. Okay, these are just things that worked for me. I have struggled with anxiety for many, many years, and these are things that I try to keep in check and I try to avoid, and so I'm sharing my experience with you today. So please remember that going into this episode. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, let's move on to my top five list of things to avoid when you have anxiety. So number one, the biggest thing that I want you to try to avoid is please don't use drugs or alcohol to as a means to lessen your anxiety or mask your anxiety or trying to numb out your anxiety. Because let me tell you right now, it don't work. <laughs> Trust me, I tried. It doesn't work. It just makes it worse. And that's because numbing out is never the answer. 
And that's hard because if you are like me and you grew up seeing adults using alcohol or other substances as a means to cope, from a very early age, that taught you that that is how you deal with your problems. So it can be very hard. And look, we're all, we can all be guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably guilty of it. So numbing out is never the solution. It's never the answer. Because honestly, the more that you rely on drugs and alcohol to mask your symptoms of anxiety, it's actually going to do the opposite and it's going to give you more anxiety, whether you realize it or not. And this was something that I used to do. It's not healthy. It's not good for your brain. And um, we really need to honestly be able to deal with our anxiety in other ways. There's healthier ways that we can learn to cope. And using, using substances, using whether that's your drinking to numb out or your smoking a joint or vaping or, you know, whatever, whatever the kids do these days, um, that is never the answer. So, you know, number one, the most important thing is please don't try to numb out because that's never going to lead you in any kind of good direction. It's only going to lead you down. It's only going to lead you into a dark place. Number two, avoid high anxiety television or YouTube videos, whatever. You know, watching movies or our favorite TV shows, you know, that can be an activity that we all do to unwind at the end of the day. But I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but a lot of the programming that's been coming on recently on some of these streaming services, it has gotten really dark over the years. Things were a lot more lighthearted, I feel like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And now I feel like anytime that I'm scrolling through, um, you know, a streaming service, most of the shows that I see, they're just so dark. They're all about, you know, crime, murder, high anxiety situations. And these are things that I just honestly, I avoid, okay? Years and years ago, I used to watch all those kind of crime shows. I mean, I know there was a point where I was watching like all the forensic shows, okay? Did not help my anxiety, not one little bit. <laughs> if anything, it made me super paranoid. Um, so we do need to be careful about what we're watching, what we choose to let into our brains. And I have met a lot of people out there that, that they say like, oh, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect me, I'm fine. I can watch that stuff and I'm just, I'm totally fine. And listen, I think what's really happening is that you become desensitized, okay? We become desensitized to these things, these, these awful things that we see on TV and we think that it's not affecting us, but it's always affecting us on a spiritual level. Subconsciously, it is absolutely affecting how we view the world and we need to really be careful and vigilant about that. So if you have anxiety, I really encourage you to avoid this type of content and I think you'll find that your brain will thank you for it later on. Number three, stay off social media, y'all. <laughs> It's, it's no secret, okay? Social media has been linked to depression and anxiety. 
And if you are in the middle of feeling like an anxiety attack and it's really, the feelings are coming on strong, the last thing you wanna do is start scrolling on one of your social media apps, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, okay? It's only going to heighten your anxiety. And I know that some people out there, they're probably like, but the dance videos, Randy. Look, I don't have TikTok. I don't have, I don't use social media anymore. And one of the reasons is, the main reasons is because it gives me more anxiety and it makes me more depressed. Because what happens is you get on these apps and you start scrolling and you start looking at all the other people that are, you know, quote unquote, like in your life, you know, someone that you haven't talked to in 10 years, but you're still following them on social media, whatever. Anyway, you start scrolling and your brain starts that comparison game. You start seeing how, well, they have it all together. Just you start comparing your own life to these images on the screen. And so this is one of the most important things that I think that you should avoid if you have anxiety. Honestly, even if you don't have anxiety, you should avoid social media like the plague. But that's an entirely different podcast episode. Um, But really, it's not going to make you feel better anytime that I ever tried to use social media as a way to cope with what I was going through mentally in the moment, you know, whether I was having anxiety or depression or whatever. Anytime that I went to social media to look for something as a distraction, I only ended up feeling worse. I only ended up having more anxiety because now I've added, now I've just added a bunch of things on top of my brain, on top of my plate. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I was feeling crappy before, but now I'm feeling extra crappy. (laughs) I think more people are realizing this about social media. I don't think that this is like some shocking new piece of information. I'm just saying this as a reminder because I think we're, I think a lot of people are realizing this about these social media platforms that they're really just empty and you think that you're connecting with other people but you're really not you end up becoming lonelier you end up becoming more sad you end up becoming more detached to people it's just all around just not good and listen i haven't had i have not been active on any social media in over 2 years And it's so much better. It's so much better. Life is so much better. And my anxiety is better because I'm not, like, I'm just living my life. I'm living my life and I'm not worrying about whatever, you know, the person that I went to high school with, whatever they're doing. I'm not worried about that. I'm staying in my own lane. And that is very helpful when you have anxiety. So please, if you're having an anxiety attack, don't don't go to Facebook. Don't do it. Don't go to Instagram or TikTok. Or anything. Don't even go to YouTube. Just don't do it. Don't do it. It's never gonna. It's never gonna lead you anywhere good. Number four, turn off the news. Now this easily could have been lumped into number two, avoiding high anxiety TV. If we go back to when the news was only on TV or in the newspaper, right? But now we are getting news all day long, 24 hours a day, constantly, seven days a week. We are just getting just bombarded with all these news articles. The point is that these news outlets, they are trying to get you to read their articles. They are only interested in you clicking on that article. 
and getting hooked on coming back to their website again and again. So they're going to send you the most juicy, amazing clickbait articles to try to entice you to hop over to their site to read for, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. The problem with these news articles, it's not that it's a bad thing that we're being informed. The problem is that when we start to get things on a daily basis over and over and over of terrible things that are happening in the world, things that could happen in the world, it really starts to impact our mental health and that can start to give us more anxiety and just make us on edge just in general in our lives. So do yourself a favor and just try to be aware of what kind of news articles you click on and monitor how much news you're taking in. Trust me, you do that and it's really going to impact your mental health in a positive way. Last on the list is number five, avoid excessive caffeine. Okay, listen, I drink coffee in the morning like most people do. And so this isn't like a huge attack on caffeine, but there's just so much caffeine. Our society runs on caffeine and many people out there, they use caffeine to make it through the day. They feel like they can't possibly make it through the day without caffeine. And listen, I get it, I do. But if you are really struggling with anxiety, that could, you know, a part of that could be that you're having too much caffeine. So I wrote down some things here that I'm going to go through. Okay, so like according to the Mayo Clinic, up to 400 milligrams of caffeine is considered safe. But if you get frequent headaches, if you feel restlessness or anxiety, you really want to watch your caffeine levels. In the morning, like I said, I drink a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, but your average cup of coffee, one cup, is 96 milligrams, all right? Your average cup of tea, black tea, green tea, is going to be 47 milligrams. Your average soda is gonna be 22 milligrams. And your average energy drink is gonna be about 71 milligrams or more, depending on what you're getting. There's some crazy energy drinks out there nowadays. Um, so, you know, if you're just drinking a cup of coffee in the morning and maybe some tea in the afternoon, that's not such a big deal. But if you're drinking a cup of coffee in the morning and then you're having a couple sodas in the middle of the afternoon, you're stopping at Starbucks, you're getting an energy drink. I mean, some people, I know some people out there that drink two or three energy drinks a day. That is bananas to me, okay? I can't, even, I can't even imagine having that much caffeine. And one thing I thought that was really interesting is that I looked up Starbucks, their most popular drink, you know, as of, as of January 2024, right? And their most popular drink is an iced brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso, which I have to admit sounds delicious, <laughs> but... 255 milligrams of caffeine. That's in, I guess, a large, or what would you call that in Starbucks terms, grande? I guess that makes sense. But you think about that, 255 milligrams. If you're starting your day that way, there is no way that you aren't drinking more caffeine to maintain some kind of, you know, 
normalcy because that crash would be be pretty hardcore. So it goes without saying, but listen, just watch your caffeine. If you have anxiety, tone it down a little bit. See if maybe you're getting too much. And please do not start your morning at 255 milligrams. Okay, so you may be asking yourself now, all right, well, you've told me all this, Randy, but what am I supposed to do instead? First thing, head over to episode eight, where we talk about some anxiety coping skills. That's a really great place to start. Then I would say to just start keeping track of some of the things that were mentioned on the show today. You know, are you getting too much caffeine? Do you watch a lot of negative content? Are you trying to numb out your anxiety with substances? These are all questions, good questions that you can keep track of and maybe start to see patterns so that you can catch yourself when you start to do these negative things and then adjust and start trying to incorporate more positive things into your life. And then I really suggest that, you know, we just ask the Lord, honestly, ask the Lord, search me, show me if there's anything I need to get rid of in my life. And it makes me think of Psalm 139, 23 through 24. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's how we have to look at it. Lord, what do I need to remove from my life that is hurting me? Can you please show that, reveal that to me? And if you ask him to do that, he will do that for you. So I hope that this has helped you today. Thank you so much for listening. I pray this blesses you. If you have anxiety, please head over to brokentobless.com and sign up for my free anxiety email series. I provide steps you can take, encouragement, and tips to help you overcome your anxiety. I'll also drop links in the show notes to helpful articles and more info about the email series. I appreciate your time today. I pray you have a blessed day and I'll catch you next time.